0: Welcome to Padmucion, Armenian History Podcast. Paddy yegak, Hayot's Padmuciana Podcast. All right, hello and welcome to another episode of Padmucion. Paddy yegak, Armenian History Podcast. That's right, I'm Peter Arjunian, and I'm here with my friend and co-host.
1: Oh, uh, and I'm Thadios Barsegan, Father Thadios Barsegan. And I'm here with uh, with my friend, and today we are going to cover one of the exciting chapters of Armenian history.
0: Yes, C- Cilicia, Cilicia, Your kingdom of Cilicia,
1: an Armenian kingdom of uh, Armenian kingdom of Cilicia. Exciting chapter. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, unique, certainly. Yes, and. This is the story of... This story will end with the last king of Armenia.
1: Last Armenian king. Armenian king, yes. Last Armenian king. And after that, we never had a kingdom.
0: Right. We had an independent republic.
1: We had an independent republic.
0: And we have an independent... And the last capital, royal capital... Right.
1: Was cease, the capital of Cilician kingdom... Because uh, Yerevan is not a royal royal capital. Mm -hmm. It was just a a center of Republic of Armenia, later it was declared a capital. But the last royal capital that we had was Sis. It was outside of Armenia. Right.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it's great, you know, a a great conversation to start is, how do you get an Armenian kingdom out way west which is Cilicia was on the shore of the southern shore of, of Medi- Turkey the on the Mediterranean Mediterranean shore. yeah so if you think of Turkey and Syria Turkey is the top of a, a square and Syria is the side of a square mm-hmm. Cilicia was right in the corner
1: right right it, it, it is like the center mm-hmm. like the corridor the center between east and west and and I think it was on the road of uh, uh, Silk, road Silk, road, yeah. Silk Road too. Silk Road, yeah. Uh, Silk too. But I think uh, what's important to note here that uh, Cilicia was not a kingdom in diaspora, kind of. Mm. This was unique and special. It was just migration, not only of people, but of the kingdom too, yeah. of structure and system and government. Yeah. So this is migration of government too. You just took everything, pick up everything we lost here. Last Armenian kingdom. Bagratuni kingdom. Yeah. Gagig. Yeah. Uh, we lost the kingdom. King. We have nothing. Uh, so, uh, and then Armenian noble families, they uh, start uh, going south and uh, start uh, having all these castles and this land and mm-hmm. it was not Turkey at the time right
0: and, and Byzant- Byzantine Empire it was, was the- not as strong right Byzantine Empire wasn't as strong and the Seljuk Turks the, the Ottoman Turks well a, a one of the tribes of Turks was beginning to kind of take over territory mm-hmm. so what did they do you know it's it's like they it's kind of set the tone for what Europe did which was you have a king and then you have Feudal, you have all these dukes and earls and mm-hmm. noble families mm-hmm. that you say, you take care of this part of the country, you take care of this part of the country, but I'm the king.
2: Mm-hmm. So the emperor
0: of Byzantium invited the Armenian noble families come and live closer to Byzantium. Come mm-hmm. out of Armenia, you know, the Seljuk Turks are in charge right now. You come and you can have this territory on the mm-hmm. Mediterranean.
1: Yeah. And that territory was very similar. The landscape was very similar to Armenia too. It is mountainous landscape. It is, uh, for a long time, these noble families, these uh, lords, they were called lord of mountains. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Uh, And they would, uh, Seljuk Turks and others, they couldn't conquer any of these these territories because they were so high up there on the mountain. And so these these castles and uh, fortresses, they were really a strong, strong stronghold.
0: Right. Cilicia is famous for the Cilician Gates, which is a pass through the mountains. Hmm. So from the Mediterranean, you could sail a ship from Italy to Cis Mm -hmm. on the shore of the Mediterranean, and then you could get into a caravan, travel through this gap, and then get on the Silk Road and go go east to Asia. Mm -hmm. So it was an important uh, place to... For trading, and it was an important kind of spot between the mountains. Um, one of the relics of the reliquary of the Armenian church was uh, a piece of a bone of St. Christopher, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or St. Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Is it St. Nicholas? St. Nicholas. The patron saint of travelers. Mm-hmm. And it was in Cilicia for a long time mm. because it was a famous thing where people would, you know, they'd come and they'd pray or they'd touch the reliquary, because they were travelers and they were going on these big, long trading trips. So they would go to Cilicia. They to, so they would, you know, stop in Cilicia and pay their respects t- to St. Nicholas and then they would get on a caravan and go to China and bring back silk, this this kind of a thing. Mm. Um, but that that was the, that was what was happening kind of in that area. But there was also fortresses.
1: There were fortresses, They were important protection important. For, yes.
0: uh, for people.
1: And uh, When we think about uh, Migration and uh, moving of the government from Armenia uh, and and noble families and everything moving the system. It is also to remember that even the the Catholicos moved to, even the church moved its center headquarters from Armenia to Cilicia. Mm -hmm. However, this doesn't mean that Mother See of Holy Echmiadzin, which is always like the Vatican, the center of the Armenian church, it doesn't mean that Echmiadzin was moved. Yeah. But Catholicos, the administrative center, mm-hmm. moved next to the king. So, and that was the, that was the practice at the time, to tradition. Uh, let's say the capital was Davin, yeah. Catholicos would move to Davin too, mm-hmm. to be next to the king. Uh, to supervise, keep them in line. Keep him in line. <laughs> him in line? Hey. <laughs> so, so this is another proof, another uh, argument, that uh, Cilician Armenia was not just was not uh, an, uh, just a kingdom, just a Christian kingdom that was a remnant of crusades. Actually, it was before crusades. too. He had nothing to do with crusades. Mm -hmm. And that's a wrong, I think, uh, uh, assumption that some people may have that, oh, Cilician army, it was just Cilician kingdom, it was just Christian kingdom that was connected. with. No, it was not. It was actually Armenian kingdom. And
0: um, and another fact, another proof, that even Catholicos moved to Cilicia. Well, that that brings up an interesting, I think, an interesting theme that comes throughout this story, which is religion.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah.
0: I think we have to talk about the three Christian churches of the world at the time, or three of these churches. There's a fourth one that will come in later, but the first one we have to talk about is the Armenian Church. Mm -hmm. The Armenian Church is just as shorthanded, is is monophysic, Christ has one nature, both divinity and man. Mm-hmm. The Eastern Orthodox Church, which is Byzantium, is uh, duophysite, mm-hmm. which is Christ has two natures, mm-hmm. man and divine. Then there's the Western Latin Church. Mm-hmm. So there's the Pope in Rome, mm-hmm. which is also Christ has two natures. Yeah. So why does this become important? It becomes important... When Baron, when Baron, they were called Barons, mm-hmm. Baron Levin II wants to, he says, hey, we, we've got, we've got our church here. We've got, you know, all of our people here, our administrative here, we're basically acting as an independent kingdom, mm-hmm. but I'm not a king. We're still mm-hmm. a part of Byzantine. Mm-hmm. And one of the, I think one of the reasons why he breaks is, is he's, he decides I'm going to start my own, my own kingdom. Mm-hmm. Is Byzantium looks down on them because of the difference in church. Mm-hmm. There's sort of a you're Christian, but you're not exactly our kind of Christian. Mm-hmm. So even though you're 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 gonna be a buffer state between the Muslim Arabs and the Seljuk Turks, mm-hmm. the Muslim Turks, you're not exactly exactly us. yeah. So he reaches out to he talks he he reaches out to actually the Pope mm-hmm. to talk to him about would you like to Help us Mm -hmm. as we're thinking about becoming an independent Armenian, an independent country. Um, And there's nothing, there's no definitive answer, but Lavon goes on with his plans and decides I'm going to become, we're going to have our own kingdom. I'm going to be crowned king. Mm -hmm. What he needs is he needs one, somebody that already is king to sort of say, yes, you can be king. So enter the third crusade which is the famous one that we all know in the, in the West because we know about Richard the Lionheart. Yeah. The English king. Yeah. So the king of England, the king of France, king of Germany, they all come and, and they create a connection. Mm-hmm. The Armenians aid them and kind of give them a port and aid them and help them as they fight against the Arabs to try and retake the Holy Land. Mm-hmm. And actually, they're fighting against Saladin. Saladin. Saladin, who was of Kurdish descent. Hmm. And who's actually uh, known as a real gentleman ruler. Yeah. Like a real gentleman king. So you Although have... Although he may be just presenting like that too. <laughs> he has to get a wild side. But you have like, you know, you have this, this kind of storybook thing that's happening now. You have Richard the Lionheart, a well-known English king who's kind of embodies English bravery. You've got Saladin who's this warrior general who mm-hmm. would do things you know uh I contrary heard, to uh, accepting kind of yeah i heard one story where you know he he had there were uh some troops frankish troops that surrendered and his troops just wanted to run through and slaughter them and he said no they surrendered so he took them and put them in his citadel until he could get them, he could arrest them and get them out. Try to still his troops calmed down. Yeah. So he was. He had sort of a reputation as this. And then you have Levon the the, the second, who becomes Baron the second, who becomes King Levon the first.
1: Mm-hmm. Who becomes Levon the
0: first because of because of him aiding the the Crusaders. Mm-hmm. He gets he gets sort of this. They look at it on him as you are acting like your own kingdom. Yeah. You're going to, it to... was powerful enough. It yes. was a good... But let's go back to the beginning of Cilicia, huh? How
1: it, uh... Okay, we we'll start at the beginning. <laughs> you, you're almost to the
0: end <laughs> You're just... All right. I'm on a roll.
1: <laughs> but, uh... They are these barons, right? And then uh, <laughs> the first one who has who establishes the Cilician, um, uh what do you what do you call it? Not a kingdom, right? But uh, barony, a uh, province or barony, whatever. Is is Reuben?
0: Yep, Reuben.
1: Reuben, and he he claims to be connected to King Gagik, right? So he he has already that ambition of becoming a king. So from the beginning, I think they had that. Uh, idea that this is 1080, yeah. right? Yep. This is the beginning of the 11th century. So he uh, he it's not Cis yet. It's not the capital Cis. It's another town, another place. So he becomes a baron of time. He becomes... And then uh, there are other kings. There are other uh, these barons these who... Uh, 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 who uh, uh, tried to expand the territory, but, uh, but the one who is most successful, who is, uh, uh, is able to even get to the, to the shores of Mediterranean, too, to expand a little more. And I think times were probably uh, uh, good at a time, too, for them to do that, uh, was Levon II, who became Levon, Levon I, and then, and then it was called Levon the Great. Levon, the, Levon, as, they, as, as we, as we say in, um, in, uh, in Armenian. Uh, but I think uh, you're right. Uh, uh, conversation about religion came up very often because at Armenian, the kings and catholicos they were uh, Armenian, uh, and they were uh, of Armenian Christianity, to Armenian version of Christianity, and every time there was this conversation with Rome or Roman Empire that always question came up. well are you going to accept our yeah. uh, what, what about that question are you, hey, you going hey, to you change your mind and be like us like, are you going to be like us or no yes. <laughs> now what about that <laughs> that question came up I think uh, I think uh, often uh, but Labon the first was crowned as uh, as a king Yes. And, uh, and he received the title, uh, again, from, uh, from, uh, from Europe and from uh, rulers in, in Europe. And he received the title Rex Armenians. Mm-hmm. Rex, which means the ruler of all Armenians. Right. Isn't it? So he was not, that's an important, important part, I think, to note here. He was not called Rex Cilicia. Mm-hmm. He was called Rex Armenians, which means uh, King of King of all Armenians. So the Silesian Kingdom, although in a different territory, was still an Armenian kingdom. Right. Um, so Levon was able to expand the, the territory, but times were. image. I mean, they did that part of the of of, uh, of the world. That part was always really
0: uh, somebody wanted to get that part of them all the time. So. Some- well, I mean, you know, at, when he was crowned, it was important that he had other—he was accepted as a king by other kingdoms, because this is how you don't just have people in the middle of nowhere saying, I'm king of this, and I'm king of that. And there was even a, a representative of the caliph, of the Muslim caliph, at his coronation, hmm. that there was even a recognition from Jerusalem, from Saladin Saladin, that— he was the king. He was king mm-hmm. of, this, of the Armenians. Yeah. Uh, but that didn't stop people from fighting. And the, the Crusaders, even though they were Christian, were really in it for... There's a lot of money that they were after, too. So it wasn't like they were fighting for the Armenians in that part of the world. Even though the Armenians were Christians, they were fighting for themselves. And so the, the Crusader kingdoms... Are a different, separate thing from the Armenians.
1: Yeah, I think the territory geographically was little different, but uh, this time, Armenian parents and Armenian kings—they were able somehow to maneuver mm-hmm. between. They were, uh, I think, better diplomats than than we used to have. Yeah. So they were able to maneuver between Muslim rulers and between uh, European, yeah. European rulers. Uh, however. Europeans or both Muslim rulers, they didn't really understand uh, uh, relationship, so-called friendly relation. You're either subject or enemy. Right. There is no anywhere <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: There is no. You're not in between. But uh, but Cilician kings and starting Levon, and there were some. Deep, they were able to uh, navigate through those uh, difficult times and. And Hetum even, Hetum, uh, the second II, was able even to go all the way to Mongols. Yes. Right? To, uh, to sign some kind of an agreement with them. Hey, what if we become uh, friends? Right. For Mongols, that was, that was uh, something different. <laughs> they didn't understand Mongols. You're either subject, you're right. enemy. Right. You're right. not equal to us. Right. You're equal. So he, there's an interesting story when um, Hetum sends his brother. Right, mm-hmm. to Karakun sent his brother to a Mongol uh, Khan and King to negotiate. It doesn't go well <laughs> because they say, "Well, King talks to the King, not King's brother. You have to go and get him, ah. bring him here." That's why uh, had to make that entire journey all the way, imagine King for probably took some time. Yeah, through all the way, territory. Yeah, to go and do to. But that showed the courage, that showed also the uh, uh, desire mm-hmm. to, uh, to
0: survive. Right. And this is where the fourth Christian story enters in, is that the Mongols at the time were, the, the Mongols he was talking to were Nestorian Christians. Mm-hmm. And so there was, there was an affinity to them so they they were able to create a truth. Yeah,
1: the Nestorians. The Nestorianism was this heresy story by Nestor, and mm-hmm. uh, Nestor was exiled to east, right to Persia and other parts.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and, uh, and Mongolians in the beginning they were Nestorian Christians, and uh, uh, and, and later they became Muslims. Mm-hmm. Later they became Muslims. Uh, but uh, but I think they were able to find some kind of common language with uh, Hetum and, and the ruler at a the time. They were able to find some... Uh, this was a grandson of Chinggis Khan. Mm-hmm. Grandson, right? Yeah. Son or grandson? Grandson. I think grandson. Grandson of Chinggis Khan that he goes to... And, uh, Mango Khan is, is what
0: I heard yeah. in one book. It could be a uh you know a mistranslation because I don't know if mango is a very tough name for a mongol
1: yeah, so he had to of course this this treaty was uh, was uh, interesting, and for europeans uh for european rulers uh they didn't understand this new enemy mm-hmm. they didn't understand this new enemy they uh they wanted to choose the old enemy, the, the enemy that they knew, Seljuks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Seljuks. These are the, we all at least know them, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what, they are, what they are. And I think they could have they could have chosen that path too, like Hetum chose, to kind of find some kind of language with them, to kind some kind of common ground and and, and, uh, and not a uh, fight all the time. Uh, however, there was. Strategic, I think, uh, uh, some kind of genius uh, by Hattu that well, saved the kingdom for a long time.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've all heard stories of how horrible it was when the Mongols came out and destroyed villages and kingdoms. And even, you know, even, so in, Ar- even in Eastern Armenia, which would have been not a part of, of, of the Cilician kingdom at the time, but some of the monasteries like at Noravank. There was, um, you know, architecture and design that looks m- like Mongol mm. as a way to sort of try and, you know, draw a connection between the two, yeah. between the two peoples. Oh, um, when, when they came to destroy, it was, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I
1: think that was the end of Cilician Kingdom,
0: and Kingdom 2. It, it's, it's pretty interesting how the, you know, what happens, Hetum goes out and, and sets up the treaty and, uh, you know, Hetum is also famous in the Armenian history for he wasn't he was of a, a, a he was a baron, but he wasn't royal lineage mm-hmm. from level. It mm-hmm. was his wife, Zabel, mm-hmm. who was. And so on the coins that they struck, it's Hetum and Zaba. So Za- Queen Zabel is actually the only Armenian queen. Who on had, a coin Oh, yeah. And if you look this up, you can find it. Um, you can actually buy these on online, and there's, if you see it, it's a silver coin. And, it, and to give you an idea of how these were used, four of those silver coins would buy a, a man's shirt. Really? Yeah, so that's, it's all based on weight and things. And and it will say, uh, it will say Hetum and Za, Hetum on there, and it will say where it was struck, which usually is Cease. Mm hmm. The city of Cease. Um, and it was a, uh, and there'll be the lion of the Rubenids going back to, you remember we said that um, Ru- Ruben was the originator of the Cilician line? Yes. Well, line of Rubenids would be um, Rubinians. Uh, Rubinians would, would be on the back. So Hetim and Zabel on one yeah. side and the of Reuben on the back. There's also coins, and this is kind of interesting, that were struck at the time where it would be Hetum Zabel on one side, and on the back side, it would be the name of the Sultans, the Seljuk Sultans. Oh, really? And it was a coin that was used for trading. So it would be hmm. Armenian on one side, and then Arabic soldiers. script on the other side. So um, that,
1: that speaks about. Uh this relationship that they had, an interaction that they had, a big crossroads between east and west and Europe and and uh, eastern rulers and Muslim world, and um, so they were able to even have coins with Muslim writing they, and Arabic writing
0: too. Yeah, they would because they were right in the they were right on the uh, path. in the middle. In the middle. There's even uh, you know we have the signature of Hetum. From I believe Marco Polo, hmm. Marco Polo on his journey traveled through Armenia, and he was uh, um, he his signature ended up in Marco Polo somehow it was ended up in Marco Polo's travel journals, but. Yeah. But as, as you said, they were in
1: the middle of all of that. And when Crusades came, said they had to make a choice mm-hmm. because they had this good relationship with Saladin, mm-hmm. with East, but they also wanted to keep this good relationship with, uh, with the West. Yes. So uh, the Pope sends a letter, sends a letter and says, uh, well, we need your help. We need your help. And the Levon, he consults with Catholicos after he has to make a decision. After some consideration and long consideration and discussions and conversations, they decide to, they decide to uh, uh, make an alliance with the West and, and assist them in, on their journey. Unfortunately, uh, the, the leader of the crusade at the time, he dies when he, they're trying to cross the river, right? The, the, arm, uh, the, the armor is too heavy. Armor too heavy when he fell from the horse, <laughs> they couldn't bring. bring oh. uh, he died, and that 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 really never. But even the agreement, so they, this uh, uh, kind of he, he was able later to say, well, I was willing to assist you. I was willing to help and support. But you're right. This elevated him to a level that he can become equal, and he can become he can become a king.
0: The West saw Armenia, Cilicia, Armenia as as a uh, ally.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And to the point of where Hetum II, I think this is a fascinating story and a fascinating part of the chapter. Hetum II was king Armenian of mm-hmm. Armenia, but he abdicated, he gave up the throne so he could become a monk.
1: And more importantly, he becomes a Franciscan monk.
0: Franciscan monk.
1: Franciscan monk. He, does, he doesn't become... He was very... Uh, uh, as, as As we say he was uh, leaning towards uh, the west uh, the west yeah. and uh, and and
0: terms of religion too yeah and 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 he I can only speculate, but I assume that he wanted to find a way to bridge the Armenian Church with mm-hmm. the Pope and the Western Church, the Catholic Church. uh he ended up having to come back because his kids were fighting so much that there was a you know one guy was in charge and then there was a an usurper and another usurper. So, when he came back, he put his 16-year-old nephew, Levon III, hmm. on the throne. And then he abdicated again. And, and then he left. went back the to <laughs> become a Francis Franciscan. He really um, wanted to become. A he really. He was like, I just want to be a monk. <laughs> My full time
1: job is a monk. Just <laughs> this, this kingdom thing. This kingdom is just part time. I just do this on weekends. <laughs> I just come here when they need me, and then I go.
0: <laughs> but it, it doesn't end well because it go. You know, going back to the the. the as you said, the, diplo- the diplomacy, the diplomatic that they were playing. Well, they needed to play it within their own house even. Mm-hmm. So Levon III and head to him II get invited to go meet the Mongol leader. Mm. So they go, you know, he takes his nephew and his nephew's about 20 now. So they, they go all the way out to the Mongol court. It turns out they've been double-crossed mm. by a cousin, an uncle, it's unclear. And they're killed there. Oh. And the son Ocean, who is related, takes over and becomes the king.
1: Somehow he escapes.
0: Yeah. So that's the that's that's the end of Hetum the second. But you wonder what would have happened if he would have stayed a monk and he would have found would would the Armenian Church be closer to the Catholic Church? Would our Ar- would Cilicia had gotten would Cilicia had gotten more help from the West in the future? It's hard to know exactly because it's hard
1: to know, yeah,
0: because they did get a lot of help, especially when it comes to the last king of Armenia, Levon V. the fifth.
1: Yeah, those are Lucinians already. Yes, that's a different uh, dynasty. Yeah, There's a Lucinian, which had a Frank, which yeah. had a Cyprus and a French origin. Right, right, Lucy, even. Uh, the way that in, in English their names are spelled it's not I-A-N or what? it's close <laughs> Lusinian
0: yeah it was a it was a um, Crusader kingdom of mm-hmm. Cyprus
1: Crusader king. Yeah. yeah so the Cilician kingdom they had they had no kings anymore so they had to bring someone else and Lusinians they didn't have probably the same level of commitment to Cilicia mm-hmm as their predecessors. right? Because they were always had this attachment to France. Right. I think and they were French. Somehow they were this French Armenian dynasty. Uh, but uh, although Armenian church was, there was a lot of relationship at the time between Ar- Armenian church and Rome.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There was a lot of uh, uh, letters back and forth. St. Nerses Nerses. Lambronazi and others they wrote a lot of uh, 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 writings at the time so uh, there was this European lord who appealed with Rome, Rome Pope Benedictus mm. Benedictus 11, 12 I don't know uh, and asked him to uh, assist and save Armenian kingdom of Cilicia the last Christian kingdom in that area Mm -hmm. Uh, and the Roman Pope says well what about are they going to become like us (laughs) and then uh, and then Roman Pope assigns this Armenian Catholic monk Hmm. who was Armenian converted and became Catholic forgot his name Nurses.
0: they're all nurses.
1: they're all nurses. So he, this nurse, writes this series, this uh, work, 117 mistakes by Armenian Church. <laughs> <laughs> that's more than the 95 pieces. <laughs> <thesis laughs> of <this laughs> 117 mistakes of Armenian Church. Like there was nothing else to do. They were just writing about <laughs> Armenia. <laughs> <laughs> Armenian mistakes. So that's a interesting, uh, interesting uh, story, but. But I think there were efforts to save an Armenian kingdom of Cilicia, However, uh, the kingdom itself was well, there were a lot of conflicts and controversy within. Yes, they were not strong enough within in order to save themselves, and then there was no outside support. So the right, it was a long
0: way from Love on the level yeah. on the grave. However,
1: it lived for three centuries.
0: Yeah, well, thirteen seventy five was when the the sultan. Sultan's forces captured Levon V, Lucenin. Lus- not Lucenian, Lucenin. Lucenin? <laughs> but Cease was captured in 1375. So, yeah, it was a couple centuries. And what's interesting is Levon V was taken to Egypt and was held captive. Mm-hmm. And he kept appealing to get free. And finally, the king of Spain, the kings of Castile and Aragon, which is Spain, they, lie, they said, we'll vouch for him. And so he was set free by, yeah. by the Sultan. And he ended up, he's now buried in France.
1: I was doing a research on uh, um, Armenians in France, mm-hmm. and uh, and during that research i found out about it it was this picture of uh tomb of a grave levon the 5th in the, in a monastery yeah that is still that is still still there uh, that's the last king of armenia right which is not really he's not really he didn't accomplish much. <laughs> he didn't accomplish he didn't, much.
0: No, he didn't accomplish much. And it's, it's just a, it's a sad story. But it's so the last time there was an independent Armenia mm-hmm. until the First Republic of yeah. Armenia.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which. And then, even then, this kingdom was even outside of Armenia too. However, still it was Armenian kingdom. Mm-hmm. You, you can't help but think, what if... Uh, well... Um, were we were destined all the time to lose our kingdoms and not have kingdom. Or we had it. Armenia. There was always a crossroad between East and West, always fighting, always dividing. They had this kingdom, which was better location. Yeah. Much better location. Better school district. <laughs> better. <laughs> it's really much, much school district is good. There is Costco, right? next to It was on the beach. It was on the beach can go to the Mediterranean, you can, <laughs> it was a much better location. Um, and you, what if we had stronger kingdom there? Mm-hmm. The, we had Levon who was really strong, but we always had this dependency and we always had to maneuver and navigate through these em, uh, greater empires and kingdoms and we, we lost that fight most of the time
0: too. Yeah, we're also talking about a long time. I mean, 300 years is, you know, America hasn't even been around that long.
1: So that's a long time, 300 yeah. years, to have a kingdom.
0: To have a kingdom. So, it, you know, and you think that it, they were moved there, first of all, or they were invited to move there,
2: mm-hmm. and they all moved
0: over, and then they kind of they still had to kind of work and fight to get their own, to k- turn it into their own independent kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they... I think they did, they did a lot. They were, you know, right there with an important part of history, the Crusades. They, um, they couldn't protect Byzantium from forever from the Turkish, you know, forces. But, you know, there was a lot. Byzantium was on its way out anyways, yeah. you could say. Um, they negotiated a treaty with the Mongols. That was a big deal. Yeah. That worked out pretty well.
1: I think important thing to notice here although the kingdom was becoming uh, weaker and weaker over time however the culture was flourishing in Armenia in yes. the king, in Cilician kingdom you think about after 11 the, the manuscripts, the writing Nerses um, Lambronazi, all, all the other writers and we have Sarkis Pizak yeah. we have Toros Roslin all of these, they come from Cilician, if you... Uh, if you will, I think after Golden Age, after fifth century, this is the, the during Silesian Kingdom is the second best time for Armenian culture and heritage.
0: Right. Well, there's a lot of money coming through the kingdom mm-hmm. for, because of the Silk Road and because of where they were on the Mediterranean, mm-hmm. they were doing a lot of trade, and not being one of the big powers, but being seen as a friendly power. Mm-hmm. You know, being diplomats. They may have seen be it may have been a better place for independent traders to want to stop and yeah. to go.
1: And Levin was able to do that because he was able to do trade with all these uh, uh, ships and boats going all the way to Europe, to Pisa and other places, and Venice. And there was this great relationship between Armenia and Greater uh, and, and, and these wonderful centers right. uh, of uh,
0: merchant. and and trade in in Europe and Sicily was an important part of that. Well, speaking of Venice, there is a Cilician lion mm-hmm. in St. Mark's Cathedral. St. Mark's, uh, Mark's Square. St. Mark's Square, St. Marco's Square.
1: I think that lion was given after the kingdom fell apart. The lion was given as a as a gift or keepsake and uh, to. Uh, to the duke or to... They even came with ceremony to take the lion. Mm-hmm. And I think because Mark, mm-hmm. the symbol of Saint Mark in the gospel is a lion. Okay. So this lion was another symbol. So they, so they collected all these lions from different kingdoms around. And one of them was kingdom of Cilicia. So that lion, uh, Saint Mark, lion in the same square. Yeah. The he's, the, he's the kingdom. He's the Lion of Kingdom of Cilicia.
0: And it, as we saw in the research, if you look at the... It's on a plinth of uh-huh. a tall tower. If you look at it, you'll see an Armenian cross.
1: Armenian cross, yeah. Very similar to Armenian, Armenian cross. And the title uh, lived for a long time, too. Rex Armenia, or uh-huh. King of Kings, or... Uh, no, not King of Kings, uh, Rex Armenia, or it was given to Italian kings. Mm. And the King of Italy, before it collapsed, before it ceased to exist, the Italian Kingdom, uh, had that symbolic, symbolic title
0: too. Really?
1: That, uh, yeah, because title lived. Yeah. Title was still there. Mm. Interesting. It was transferred. Transferred it, to the King of Italy. King of Italy, and, and they had this title for. Uh, for uh, for a long time, symbolic, right. but still, right. still they had that title for a long time. When we think about um, the Armenian Church in uh, Cilicia, this was an important chapter for Armenian Church as well, mm. because uh, Armenian Church was greatly influenced by Rome in Cilicia. Mm. The uh, uh, vestments, many attributes that we use today in the, in the Armenian Church, are greatly influenced by by Rome, really Roman liturgical tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because there was so much connection, and the center of our Armenian Church was in. Cilicia, that was really in close ties. So there was a great conversation between Armenian church and between uh, uh, Rome and between Roman Roman church. Uh, I think they came really close. Yeah. They came really close. Uh, great friendship. But also that there was always that hesitancy of... Uh, uh, you know, uh, they, they never became... Catholic. Maybe some became Catholic. Mm-hmm. And of course we see so Heto. Yeah. One of the kings became uh, I imagine the dynamics between Armenian Catholicos and this king who is a who is, uh, monk. Franciscan monk. Yeah. Franciscan monk. And, uh, uh, later uh, you know we speak about the king, right? Lev the 50s. Probably he was a Catholic to himself Because mm-hmm. he, he came from uh, So he dies But what about the Catholicos He was there right Yeah uh, When the monks in Armenia They say, well the Kingdom is gone The king is, has died You have to come back to Ah. Uh-huh. Right
0: uh-huh.
1: So he says uh... He says uh, well, it, It's going to take a long time by the time I come back to Ishmaelzin, I may die even on the way. I'm old. You just elect somebody to continue the, uh, the Holy See. Interesting. To continue. Uh, and they, that's what they do. They elect somebody among From themselves to become next Catholicos. Right? Uh, and this Catholicos in Cilicia, he dies. But the monks, in, uh, in Cilicia, they don't go to Ejmiazin, they go to Lebanon, uh-huh. they go to Antilias. Okay, and later we have the Catholicos of Cilicia that we have until today.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Of, uh, we have the Catholicos, of the Great Sea of Cilicia, mm-hmm. so that. Catholicos that we have today, the second Catholiclico in Antilius, it is the continuation of Silesian. that is the only thing left from Silesian wow. Silesian <laughs> kingdom, wow. although the Catholicos died and natural continuation was Catholicos in but the monks went left and then later it was it was not right after, but later, much later they they, they wanted somebody to be their catholicos, and they elected somebody who was, I believe, not even didn't have religious background. They elected somebody to be a uh, catholicos,
2: hmm.
1: and then that's how we have the uh, great, the uh, great, the uh, Holy See of Silesia uh, today. Hmm. That's how we have two catholicos today.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah. And that,
1: so, that's, remnant, rem, remnant, kind of remnant yeah. of a Cilician-Armenian kingdom.
0: Also, if your family is from a village in central Turkey or, you know, uh, on the coast of the Mediterranean, there may be a chance that your that your family is a remnant of Cilicia-Armenian. Mm-hmm. There's listeners out there. Yeah. You know, there's... Because there would be... That would have been
1: Armenians media. still lived in those regions, right. right? Right. Yeah. People didn't migrate; they didn't go somewhere else. They lived in those areas. They lived
0: where it was. They yeah. Could, you could be Cilician Armenian. Cilician Armenian,
1: which was still
0: Armenian. Yeah. yeah. Then there's the brewery in Armenia. (laughs) Kilikia. Kilikia. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's another remnant.
0: (laughs) That's that's what we have left from
1: (laughs) Kilikia. We have, uh, of course, there are beautiful songs about Kilikia. Mm -hmm. There's beautiful songs about it. Illyria and uh, Cilicia, uh, it is very much in our, uh, in our memory, it is very much part of our history, uh, it is an in- interesting and I think unique history when entire government and uh, entire family and in structure and everything was moved from one place to another and they formed another kingdom. Right. Yeah. yeah and they were pretty successful uh some may argue even more successful they were in the origin, but still they were not able to keep that kingdom forever
0: still it lasts although it lasts for three hundred years yeah definitely one of the uh, definitely one of the interesting parts of Armenian history and digging into it and reading more about it, I was surprised by all the different um, interesting aspects of it mm-hmm. from, you know, the way that they would, uh, you know, reach out to different powers around and uh, mm. around the world and the way that they negotiated with the Mongols to the fact that there's a king that had to give up the throne twice mm. and he did it to become a monk. Yeah. You know, to go from having all the power in the kingdom to having no power. Um, really interesting, Uh, collection of stories in that one kingdom
1: yeah fascinating story armenian uh, kingdom of uh, of silicia you can't help but feel sad i think that's what i feel yeah i feel sad that we lost something so great like a pearl like a treasure that we lost could have been so great to be just we, we, we finally were able to get out of that bad neighborhood. that here, that we are in still today. I guess that that's where we are. But but we couldn't we couldn't couldn't keep it. No, Silesian, Armenia. Well, I think um, that's all that we have prepared. Uh, we cannot just come up with the story about Cilicia, or We can. There are so many aspects and interesting stories. Uh, But, of course, if you have any other suggestions, any other topics you'd like us to cover and talk about, let us know.
0: Yes, thanks for listening. Thank you.